Hey everyone, my name is Marcus and welcome back to the Savvy Consumer Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the psychology and human behavior behind consumption and how we can utilize this knowledge to become a more savvy consumer. We also talk about related topics such as how we can optimize our personal finances, increase productivity and improve our life satisfaction. Joining me once again this week is John. John, say hi. Um, Hello. <laughs> I lost track of what languages we've used already. <laughs> John, it's been it's been uh, three weeks since we posted our last episode. Uh, you had three weeks to come up with a different language, and uh, well, you didn't do that. Well, 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 moshi moshi. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, so either that, or you have kind of like the length of this podcast to figure out whether "hello" is a different language for "hello" in English. Mm-hmm. And what language that is, and to find out what is goodbye in that language. Oh, I bet it's like Dutch or something. It's like hello, and it'll be like bye. <laughs> you send like a English, uh, uh, someone uh, English speaking and a Dutch speaking person together, and they're just like hello, hello, and they think they understand each other, but actually they, they really don't. <laughs> they actually mean totally different things. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that that could be like the background for some uh, world politics satire kind of comic, right? Oof. Yeah, it could. <laughs> Where in the first couple of frames they're all saying the same words, which mean the same thing. But at the last, the last, the last frame they actually mean different things. Mm. Buy in Dutch is doi. What? <laughs> doi. That's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what the computer sounds like. It's like uh, doi, uh, doi, 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 doi. That's probably not even right. But whatever. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, uh, just uh, you know, just to kind of update the listeners, you know, we hadn't posted uh, an episode for the last two weeks, right? Mm. Uh, I mean, we we were busy with our own uh, work stuff and personal stuff during the last two weeks as well. So, I uh, you know appreciate the understanding for not being able to post um, towards the end of the year. I guess for some reason, most people seem to get busier towards the end of the year. But I think um, de- December and January is a period when things kind of start to slow down. I guess or I hope I really do hope <laughs> for, for personal reasons right mm-hmm. and then January is kind of when the year starts again and it kind of ramps up uh, you know aside from those companies that operate on the financial year I guess so like if they, their year is from like March to March then maybe like towards March it'll be a peak for example yeah kind of annoying <laughs> but whatever is, is stuff going to ramp down for you man? Uh, I have no idea I have no idea December is probably not going to ramp down Maybe in January, maybe in January, we shall see, we shall see. Yeah, man, I was going to, oh yeah, so speaking of uh, ramping down, you know, just before this we were talking about uh, one of the mobile providers in Singapore going down, huh? Ooh, yes, yes indeed, the infamous M1, wait, not infamous, wait, M1's fine, right? M1's just normal, it's just normal. <laughs> it's like middle of the no it's the Atas it's the Atas internet right it's the one that people pay like a premium for right it's more expensive than Singtel oh really I, I didn't think know so. that I didn't know that I thought it was right so like Starhub is the cheapest I didn't know that and then Singtel is like kind of in the middle and then like uh, what's that one M1 M1 is the like the more expensive one but eh, I don't know I, I really I really didn't know that though and because uh, because my local the, the mall nearest to me has an M1 uh-huh. I'm not entirely sure but you know, just from the image that I have of these three brands, the the big three mobile providers that we have in Singapore, I would have thought that M One's actually like the cheapest one. Oh really? Huh. Because their shop kind of looks like the the least premium out of the <laughs> the few. Yeah. yeah. Never judge a book by its cover, dude. 
I don't know, man. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, so M1, Starhub, Singtel, sponsor us. Oh, sponsor us. Then we <laughs> well, would have less we downtime. Said, we haven't said that in three weeks. Yeah, so anyway, but, uh, you know, all, I think it was last Friday mm-hmm. that uh, one of M1, which was one of the mobile providers here, the big three, they actually went down. And so actually I was having a kind of like a video call, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there were a couple of my friends who said, hey, you know, we're not going to be able to join you for the video call because the, our mobile provider is down. <laughs> and and I was like, um, okay, uh, you know, you could actually use your mobile data, but I guess not everyone has a huge chunk of mobile data to spare. Mm-hmm. And so it really did become the scenario where because uh, their mobile provider was down, their their internet service provider was down, they actually couldn't join uh, calls or use kind of internet-based applications or do anything on the internet, really. Oof. Yeah, yeah, that's bad, right? I, I think I read recently that they actually refunded everyone who had to use their mobile data <laughs> for like work. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, 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 I think I saw that. So, I mean... So, is it is it that for that period of outage that all of the mobile data used by its customers they refunded that I would think so I mean I didn't really click in to see because I wasn't personally affected <laughs> by it but the headline was yeah, M1 for the record for the, rec- for the record neither of us were yeah. uh, actually affected because we have a different provider but uh, you know just before this uh, recording that we're doing right now uh, our my internet actually crashed so um, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't talk about it I don't know I hope maybe they're going to refund me for that maybe uh, Starhub's going to refund me for that 5 seconds that uh, my internet crashed oh, hopefully hopefully they give you more data for that <laughs> aren't you using Circles Live on your phone anyway uh, yeah it's different man it's different. oh yeah so it's different okay anyway um, today's topic John is going to be about the home uh, the economics of home gyms hmm okay yeah okay and so the context of this is I was uh, really annoyed the other day. I was really frustrated the other day because, um, you know, recently I've been going to one of the Singapore uh, kind of like government gyms, right? Uh, what do you call it? It's not really a government gym. It sounds kind of weird. It's like, um, <laughs> is it the we have, a, we have it? a, I mean, we have a government agency that looks at sport in Singapore, right? Ah, right. Sport and exercise and wellness in Singapore. Mm. And so these are the uh, public gyms. Public gyms, public gyms right. right? And they have gyms, gyms in Singapore, government gyms, <laughs> public gyms. Close and so these gyms are, you know, they are all over the all over the country. They are uh, relatively affordable. They have some pretty good machines. But I guess the drawback of that is that you know a lot of people use them, mm. and so um, you kind of most um, public housing in Singapore you don't have a gym, right? Although private housing does have, or condominiums yep. do have. But for public housing, you don't have. And so you kind of have to go to one of these gyms if you didn't want to pay for an upscale gym. Mm-hmm. And for this gym, um, you pay $2.50, $2.50 in Singapore dollars okay. per entry for the gym, which right. is all, it's all right, right? Yeah, it's all right. But the other day, I just realized that it took me like one and a half to two hours to get to the gym, which was relatively near my house. Really? Right? Yeah. And so I, I spent like, two hours getting there and back and about three dollars in my transport fee and 250 on the gym which got me thinking you know about the economics of a home gym you know a home Mm. gym is something that i really want okay and it would make a perfect sense because of you know some of these factors that i outlined before and so that's why i thought you know this would be an interesting topic to talk about today 
Right, okay, that's interesting. I mean, you're choosing to talk about home gyms with a guy who doesn't exercise. Uh, so, <laughs> but I've been to gyms so, before. So I, I do know the stuff that's in the gym. <laughs> uh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been to a gym before. It's like, you're trying to, I'm trying to tell you about a country uh, that you've never been to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I've, I've, and you're like, hey, you know, I've, I've been to that, that place before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, I, I have been to a gym before. Um, that was like earlier in my life. <laughs> I like I like how it's like it's like something so yeah hey I've yeah. been to a gym before yeah I've been to a gym before I mean my, my friend dragged me to it but you know it doesn't change the fact that I was at the gym you know <laughs> I was I was there mainly as a spotter but as he was like resting okay. I was doing the, the same exact things he was doing so well yeah debatable alright and so and so maybe the 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 point of this episode today is uh, by the end I need to convince you that a home gym is worth uh, your money or at least the money of uh, a John that uh, a John in an alternate gym. universe <laughs> yeah 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 in an al- uh, the the money worth the money of a John in an alternate universe who actually goes to a gym mm-hmm. nah I don't think I can see that okay anyway let's get into it okay no no, no. so so maybe maybe like you should approach this episode mm-hmm. uh, not as yourself but as uh like from the perspective of someone who like to look at it objectively like if you were someone who goes to the gym right Mm. whether this uh home gym would kind of make sense to you okay yep um yeah so in this in this episode we're gonna explore you know the economics of home gyms and whether that kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. um in Singapore rather than you know in the US or whatever because I know uh, if you go online and you search for home gyms and whatever you'll find all sorts of people in other countries using mm. their garage mm. as a home gym uh, we don't have garages in Singapore unfortunately we all have you know multi-story um, apartment buildings where everyone mm. shares there's no garage yep. uh, we don't have like private landed housing where we own the, the land as well where we park our cars in the garage you know and you have so much space to work with no we don't have that right mm. and you know the when I thought about it you know when considering a home gym there are at least three things that people should think about I'm sure there are other other factors as well but there are three main things to look at and one the first thing is price mm-hmm. the second thing is space mm. and the third thing is convenience and mm. so let's look at price first and then we'll go on to the other two right 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 um, price so I shared $2.50 for a gym mm-hmm. uh, per, per entry, right? Mm-hmm. For one of the public gyms. Uh, in comparison, a private gym would cost you like $108 per month. And I've been to one of those gyms. Okay. <laughs> quick quick maths. <laughs> how how yeah. many is that actually? Uh, Maybe it's like 80 times. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you say 180 a month? Yeah, 180. So it's like $6. Uh, no, as, in, as in 100 $180. Yeah, so it's like $6 a day if you went every single day. Ah, uh, yeah, $6 a day. Yeah. But anyway, you know, the, those gyms don't really have the equipment that I need. So mm-hmm. then that doesn't really fulfill the, the need either, right? Mm-hmm. But at $2.50, and then you kind of forget, um, you know, the $3 that you spend going there and back. Right. And also, maybe the one to two hours that you commute. Um, in comparison, you know, I was looking at uh, home gym equipment, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, for a full rack, you know, you do your squats, you do your bench presses and stuff like that. For a full rack, the bar, weights, a bench, a pretty good bench at that, it all costs like about a thousand five. Okay. And so, if you wanted to get, uh, uh, if you had a room in your house, right, and you wanted to get a home gym, you would be comparing in this case 
$2.50 per time that you went to a public gym mm-hmm. versus a one-time cost of like $1,500. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it really depends on, is that the only equipment that you use? Do you only use the free weights and the bench at the gym anyway? Or do you use any of the machines I mean, as well? I'm, I'm assuming you do no, machines, I right? You don't no, do I, don't use, I don't use machines. I don't serious? do machines. So I just need a rack. I need a rack and I need a bar. Uh-huh. And I need weights. Okay. Well, you're so low maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, minimalist, man. Minimalist, right? Minimalist. Refer to episode, refer to episode uh, six or something like that. <laughs> yeah, minimalist. Buy the set that has like 20 different moving parts. <laughs> <laughs> Is it 20 moving parts? I don't know. It's like two per weight, right? So it's like, I don't know. Uh, depends on how many steps you go. But they do have these like, um, what do you call it? Like many in one it's like kind a multi-purpose of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like... All you, in one... Yeah, so like you can fish. you can use like the... No, not really. The You know, I'm talking about like the, you know the free weights that are... The weights are adjustable. Okay. Like it goes, dumbbells, right? Yeah, dumbbells. So it goes like from five to like 20. And then you can like set the weight. So like if it's 20, then you lift up the entire thing. If it's five, then you just lift I know, up. Like, I yeah. know. I was just looking at that. It was actually on Kickstarter. Oh, and is so it? it's kind of like this, um, it's kind of this like station mm. where your dumbbell is on it. They have the weights all on it and mm. you can twist the dumbbell handle to adjust for the weight. Mm. And so it's, it's a super convenient thing. Uh, at, but if I remember correctly, it was like a, at the very least, it was like about 800 Singapore dollars for a set of two dumbbells. Are you kidding me? That's definitely cheaper. Yeah, yeah. I definitely Te- see cheaper. Technology, man. Technology. They're charging you for technology and uh, what do you call this? This patented, ingenious new idea. Oh, I, okay, man. I have to admit, the execution is pretty good. But yeah, it, it was at least like six, six to $800 for a set of two. Really? Yeah, I guess you can Google it. I'm going to give them free publicity. If I remember correctly, it's called Nuo Dumbbells. Nuo Dumbbells. N-U-O. Dude, dude, I, I just googled it, and on Lazada, there's one that's going for like 169. It's probably not as like high tech as the one you're yeah, looking it's at. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not the original, right? But I mean, everyone can steal the idea. Yeah, it's it's not like super high tech. It's just like it's a little like dial that keeps the weights there. So it's like you know, just it's 169 dollars. Oh. It's it's super cheap. Like, why would you pay more than what you have for essentially weight? Like, you could use rice bags if you wanted to, like 5kg, 10kg, that kind of thing, you know? But why would you Why would you pay more than you absolutely have to? You're just, like, lifting some shit up. Stuff so, up. So, <laughs> so the alternative that you are offering me here is to, instead of getting these uh, $600, $800 set of two dumbbells, mm-hmm. why don't I just have two bags of rice? Yes. In exactly, my house. Exactly, yes. Until you I outgrow... I don't actually know how, how much a bag of rice is. Are you serious? <laughs> did you... Did you I mean, it really depends on the rice. So, right, so right. tell me in your mind, how much a ten dollar, uh, how much a ten kg bag of rice costs? Ten kilo bag of rice maybe costs like fourteen dollars, I think. Uh, bag okay, of rice. That's let's, cheap. let's Google it. Bag of rice. <laughs> 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 yeah. So in Singapore, Royal Umbrella ten kg, I think it's nine forty. Oh, that's actually lower than I thought. Yeah. I mean, rice is like. Rice is like something that, that increases in tiers, right? So you have like the lower tier and then you have like the upper tier and then you have like the super upper, upper, upper tier. So it, like, it gets more and more expensive as it goes up. Uh, of wait, course, of course. Why is this like $31? What is this? <laughs> it's like a super big bag of rice. Okay, let's, uh, let's not, let's not, uh, let's come back to, you know, the, the, the economics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this reminds me of that story, which I think we actually referred, we actually referred to in the earlier podcast as well. But, uh, you know, I think it was one of those Greek, Tales, Greek uh, 
mythology kind of tales where this guy became stronger every day by lifting a growing uh, cow, a calf, right? Oh. And so as the calf grew, he lifted the same calf every day and so he grew stronger and stronger. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like how you go to the gym and every time you increase the weight a little bit, right? And so day by day, you become stronger yeah, yeah, without yeah. actually realizing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is very true. I mean, that, that works also. Um, you might struggle to get any bags of rice that are more than 10 kg. <laughs> <But, you know, laughs> every day you can add a scoop you, of rice into your custom bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can you can make a custom bag and then you can add a scoop of rice inside every day until one day you can lift like 100 kg bags of rice, right? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome? It's, uh, it's, also, it's also the same thing where, you know, uh, one, uh, you know, one day I'm 70 kg and then I just grow a little bit day by day oh, yeah. over the over the course of uh, this yeah, uh, COVID yeah. period where it's been difficult to exercise, right? Yeah, and then yeah. one day I look at the mirror and I find that the mirror doesn't uh, capture my entire body anymore. <laughs> yeah, but then if you think about it, then your your push-ups will be super, like, super, super work-worthy. I don't know. Because you're lifting like 70 kg instead of like 50 kg, right? So you're actually working your body more. <laughs> That's the beauty uh, way, of like, way to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> way to way to uh, glass half full this uh. mm-hmm. okay but you know I, I do I do kind of get where you're going for you know some of these things can be cheaper mm. and you know for the rack it is $1,500 but we're Oof. not really dis- we're not really counting we're not really counting uh, some of the other things that you have to do to your room right mm. so for example you would have to um, put certain kind of mats on the floor so that you don't disturb your neighbors and yep. you don't damage the floor with your weights right um there's also uh you, you kind of want to put things like mirrors in so they can check your form you may want to get a treadmill that's going to cost you uh, a certain amount of money as well you're going to have to get air conditioning certain kinds of wall protection mm-hmm. um and maybe some other equipment depending on what you use right so for me i use very little and so the price is kind of cheaper right so uh definitely not counting all this but i think in in uh to kind of like support the proposition right Imagine if you kind of go to gym for three times a week mm-hmm. and every time you're spending two hours there and back, you're spending $3 on your transport, you're spending $2.50 on the gym entry and here's my main grab. You still have to share the equipment with other people. Right, okay. Yeah, and you kind of have to wait your turn. You kind of have to, you know, some people might be uncomfortable sharing stuff with others during this mm. period of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have all these factors and even at the end when you're done and you're tired, you still have to make your way home, right? Right. And so that's two hours, you know, and $5.50, for mm-hmm. example. And that's per, per per time you go to the gym. Imagine if you go to the gym three times a week, uh, 52 weeks a year, that's about 150 times per year. Mm-hmm. And that's like six, that's about $900 already for per year. And so you kind of just need to keep up that routine for two years to break even on that $1,000, $1,500 set of equipment. Mm, yeah, but that's the thing about equipment, right? Will they actually last two years? Like 1500 maybe after a while it gets rusty or it's like you don't want to use it anymore. Mm. Yeah, so sometimes the, the price of admission includes like maintenance of the equipment or so. I mean, we're not talking so much about machines in this sense because machines definitely need to be maintained, right? But even free ah. weights, I think like every so often people come and wipe them down. Like every day they make sure when they like lock up the gym or whatever, it's not like covered in sweat or anything that might cause it to right. rust or it, there might not be any like scratches, big gashes or anything on it. So I think, I don't know. Um, That's something the, that we have to take into consideration, right? Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. And I think the, the main thing for me, right? The main thing that you brought up was time. The two hours it spends to get to the gym and the two hours... Uh, the, the, 
get there and come, go there and come back, is it two hours or <laughs> two hours each? No, uh, no, 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 two hours total. Two hours total, yeah. So one hour to get to the gym and one hour to get back, right? So that's the that's yeah. the killer, right? So you, you spend an hour going to the gym, you spend an hour at the gym, and then you spend an hour getting back. So the the return yeah. on investment is like it's it's not it's not it's not great. <laughs> to be honest, it's not very really great. Oh yeah, it's not. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you spend like an I mean context you spend like an hour there. Yeah, so I mean it's 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 not the best, right? So uh when I was in China, so I went with my friend, uh two of my friends, and then we signed up for this gym, right? That was like super like Posh and it was like nice and it was like centrally located, right? And G- then mm. giving us evidence that you've actually been in a gym before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's it's uh it's 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 yeah. So it was a, it was a pretty nice gym. It wasn't bad. Um, but the thing is, it was like uh forty minutes away from our house by train, right? And there was still like Ooh. the you had to walk to the train station and then from the train station you got to walk to the stupid gym also, right? There was also a gym <laughs> right at the bottom, like below our house, right? So the apartment that yes. we rented across the road there was like this small gym right that oh, probably nice. wasn't as well equipped um, of course but the thing is that it opened later it opened until later at night right, right. and then yeah so anyway I don't know what happened but we kind of got like um, sold like the guy at the posh place like pitched us like how much is the membership for like six months and then we were like oh cool okay let's sign up for that one and then we signed up for that one right so then we ended up having to like spend an additional 40 minutes after work every single day going to the gym and coming back home and then um, hum, hum, hum. yeah and that was during like rush hour right so imagine you are like squeezing oh. in the train with like a full train of like Shanghainese people I was in Shanghai, right? So it was like a full train of people and they're like, no personal space. You think Singapore is bad? China is worse, man. You think Japan is bad? Yeah, it's probably about Japan level, just that they don't push people into the train, yeah. you know? Yeah, but it, it's bad. And it's after a day of work, everyone's like, uh, uh, everyone's like, uh, and then there's like, uh, yeah, yeah you know? <laughs> you know? Like after a day of work, you can, you can kind of understand what I'm talking about, right? So, yeah, of course. After a while, it kind of became a drag, you know? Even if you were going from home, the thought of taking like 40 minutes by train to your gym, 40 minutes only, uh, I'm not talking about like the one hour that you have, right? That's probably even worse. It's like 40 minutes to get to the gym. I'm like, ugh, please just kill me. Don't let me go to the gym. But, well, my friend's a gym freak. He dragged me to the gym and yep, there we go. But anyway, we spent like two hours in the gym every time and then we always make use of their machines and stuff like that. So we tried to always make use of their... Like, to maximize our value, right? Maximize the money course, that we yeah. paid, right? So we use the machines, we use the stuff. I mean, he's he's quite like a gym freak, so he kind of knows, like, what routines to do and what's good for which part and all that. So every day we did, like, a different part, this and that, da-da-da. And, uh, yeah, so I spot for him, he spot for me. Um, I did the same things he did. He did the same things I did. Um, I did lighter stuff because I wasn't as gym freak as he was. <laughs> And he was huge, man. That guy was like buff lot 91 or something like that. He's like super buff. He was like crazy <laughs> insane. Yeah, so there's no way I was doing the same weights as him. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I guess what I'm trying to say is um, it doesn't matter like how posh the gym is. As long as you have what you need, right? And it's like near enough to your place. Actually, we probably wouldn't be happier going to that gym opposite our place, right? Then we wouldn't. I, I expected... I expected like that gym near your place to make a comeback and say that okay after one month of going to this posh gym we actually decided to sign up for this gym instead <laughs> no but we already paid for the membership up front right Ooh. <laughs> yeah so that's the thing so the guy the sales guy was like kind of eloquent and he kind of pitched us that, like oh at six months if you pay for six months in a row you can like save how much how much how much how much which is how right, it normally right. goes right so yeah at the time we were like 19 years old and we're like oh okay that seems like a good price and my friend was like a gym freak he was like yeah 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 that's a good price that's a good price so we're like oh, okay no, that's a good price and then we're like I mean uh, if 
you're comparing it to Singapore prices, it's probably a good price, right? Yeah, well, I guess I I remember it still being kind of pricey though, but like right. eh, you know, it's like the cost of health, right? Can you actually place a dollar value on health? <laughs> Apparently you can. But anyway. You can, you can. That should be an episode, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, but probably not the best episode for me because I'm not the most healthy person ever. <laughs> I only went to the gym because he dragged <laughs> maybe, me there. Maybe, maybe I'll get someone else. <laughs> yeah, get some someone more healthy. I, 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 feel like that's a, I feel like that's a lesson for the Savvy Consumer Podcast here on how not to be uh, misled by eloquent salespeople into buying a six-month gym membership <laughs> for things that you don't need for places that are far away from you, right? Uh, yeah, and time. I think time is the most important. When you're considering price, right, I think the most important thing you have to consider is the time that you actually save. So if you spend $1,500 on that rack plus bench, right, how much time will it actually save you in two years if you're going to the gym oh, three a times lot. a week? Yeah, it would save you a lot. And a I lot. think that would easily outprice the $1,500 if you ask me. So... Okay, you know, before we get to the next part, I kind of want to link this to the next part, which segues well to, which is convenience, right? Right. But I think, um, you know, there are people who kind of justify um, buying certain things or signing up for certain memberships. And they say, oh, you know, we, we purposely pay for this class to kind of feel the pain in our wallet and to kind of force us to go. So it's like mm. people would sign up for an expensive gym membership and they would say, uh, they're not normally the type to go for that to go to the gym consistently but they say oh you know I try to kind of um, coerce myself into going yep. to the gym because I've already paid for the membership and I don't want to waste it mm-hmm. and so that kind of is a psychological trick that some people say as well right. I don't know whether they, they truly mean it and whether they truly had that mindset when going in to purchase whatever it was that they purchased or whether it was like they made a made wrong decision <laughs> and so they've really paid for it and they're like okay you know what since I already paid for it why not I just go and like in order to not feel like a loser when I talk to other people, I'm going to say that I knew exactly what I was getting into and so I paid for this mm-hmm. in the hope that me having shelled out this amount of money would kind of be a motivating factor, a pull factor, a push right. factor right. for me to go I feel attacked. consistently, right? I feel attacked. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you. I mean, you weren't the one who wanted to, to sign up, right? It yeah, was your friend. it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. Your friend, your friend. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I okay, guess that so, makes sense, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, we can explore that. Hopefully, someone can uh, explain that to us moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the next uh, point, which is convenience, which is what we were already talking about, mm. in the sense that, okay, so to you, I mean, regarding the price factor, I guess on some level we do disagree because we, I do think that it's a good thing. I don't think that things, the equipment will spoil that fast or it needs mm. that much maintenance, right? Mm. But for you, you know, you're thinking about all these other factors that come into play. And it's not just the base cost of the equipment itself. But now you're saying, but something that you place more emphasis on is actually the the time that you spend getting to the gym and back. Now imagine this. So you imagine yourself uh, back in China, Mm. 10 plus 10 years ago, and you had to travel to this gym 40 minutes away and 40 minutes back. You go there. During the rush hour, you kind of hate it. And then on the way back, you're kind of sweaty as well, right? Mm. Versus imagine if the room right next to you in your house right now is your gym mm. yeah. how convenient would that be and you know yeah. would that be something that's worth to you oh definitely man it would definitely be worth I mean if I was still going to the gym right <laughs> I would oh yeah of course of course yeah yeah so I mean uh, if the gym is right next to me and it's so convenient I would probably use it like right but um, as you were alluding to with like paying money to force yourself to go to the gym right you might also find yourself 
it might like, kind of backfire on you. Like, oh, okay, it's right there. I can always do it tomorrow. And then you end up dragging like tomorrow or later or later or later or later. And then ends up you never you never do it at all. So that's another <laughs> another kind of pitfall you want to avoid falling into. But um, for the typical gym freak, I think that would be like perfect, right? Like if the gym was like in the next room, you had a, gym, you had a room in your house just for a gym. You didn't have to go downstairs. You didn't have to take the stairs down. You didn't have to take the lift down. You didn't have to sign yeah. in or anything. You just go to the gym. You just run for 20 minutes. You lift weights for 40 minutes and then you take a shower and you're done, right? That would be like best case scenario, right? So that's why a lot of celebrities, they actually have home gyms, don't you? Like in the US because they can afford like big homes, right? So they can. Oh, I mean, these are usually like the athletes or yeah, the yeah, ex-athletes. Yeah. Correct, right? correct. Like, like I, I think recently I saw like, you know, there's this series. Um, what's it called? Architecture Digest. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but they go Ooh. into like, they go into like, um, houses of like celebrities, right? So recently I saw one for right. Scotty Pippen. You know, Scotty Pippen. Like you know, Michael uh, Scotty Pippen. Pippen. Yeah. So he's, he lives like in like the this, last dance. Yeah, this freaking mansion, right? Then he has like a he has a half court in his house that he can look down from his room and he can watch his kids play. And then he has like a like a gym gym in his house. It's like, wow. But yeah. Wait, what, what was my point? Where was I going with this? Athletes. Convenience. Convenience. Athletes. Yeah. So I guess maybe yeah. the reason why, I mean, it is part of their job, right? To be kind of fit. So it does make sense that they have it in, their, in close proximity to them. But for us, um, I don't know. Would, would you go to a gym if it was just in your room? Would you use it every day? I, I I mean I do think that you've caught on to something here, which is that it could it could really go both ways, and that really depends on the person, right? Mm. So for some people, it could be like, oh, it's just there. I could kind of procrastinate, and or maybe it's like so close for comfort that you take it for granted and you kind of don't use it as much as you should. For other people, it's like, you know, I've always gone to the gym, and finally I have something that's so close to me, and it fulfills whatever I need, right? Mm. And so, um, I guess the point, the principle that we've kind of identified here is that you know, uh, infrastructure or infrastructure or convenience can't really um, alleviate the problems of human behavior, <laughs> which is that if you were so undisciplined that you wouldn't go to the gym at all and you kind of convince yourself that having a gym right next to you in the next room is something that uh, is going to motivate you, well, I guess you're going to be dead wrong because for some people, they're still not going to go to the gym ever, right? Yeah. Whereas for some other people, it really does make a difference and they're mm. disciplined enough to go to the gym 40 minutes away. Mm. And so they're still disciplined enough to go to the gym where it's nearby for better or for worse. And so yep. that's something else. Um, the other image that I had in my head um, when we were talking about just now is that uh, of this guy who's like a gym freak. I mean, I don't have anyone particular in mind, mm-hmm. but I'm just imagining like this guy who's a gym freak until like it... it becomes plausible that he has like a gym addiction mm. and so it's like his wife comes to talk to him and he's like hey honey i think you have a gym addiction and he's like no i don't have a gym addiction and then it's like okay you need to promise me you're only going to go to the the, the gym in our house like two hours a day and he's like okay fine until one day she comes home early from work <laughs> and she finds him in the gym and he and she opens the door and the light shines bright and the guy looks at her with open eyes like a puppy caught stealing a cookie from a cookie jar and he's like honey I can explain <laughs> uh, yeah that, that would be a good comic I think maybe you should go into comics that's a that's a pretty good idea <laughs> make a good comic <laughs> trick <laughs> yeah you can't yeah, imagine I mean, your face always... talking about the guy like <laughs> 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 yeah, that, that's probably gonna be me. Uh, no, I don't know. I'm not nearly as buff, but yeah, you know, comics explosive 
was a big fan of Explosive mm. way back then and now they've really blossomed into something that's really really big they've like, yeah, you know, confidence. something very big <laughs> never mind ignore that <laughs> they ex-blossomed ex- <laughs> into something very big uh, <laughs> it's not my best work but well whatever <laughs> okay sorry uh, I mean if if people laugh does it really matter whether it was your best work <laughs> I mean the point is to make people laugh right yeah I guess I guess I guess if a, if, if a joke was so bad that people laughed, was it actually good? Hmm. If a tree falls in the forest and no one heard it, did it really fall? That's like the classic. If, if, a, tree, if, if a tree didn't fall and everyone heard it, did it really did fall? Did it really fall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably more appropriate yeah, uh, yeah. analogy for what I was talking about. Convenience, uh, you know, um, I think just to kind of put this more into the Singapore context, right? Mm. So, Singaporeans, we live, uh, most of us live in public housing, which we call HDB, a Housing Development Board, which is the government body that's in charge of building this public housing here in Singapore. Mm. And um, there have been, so for me, I do kind of hope, uh, I do kind of dream of one day when I own my own house next time that I would have enough space, uh, have enough uh, willpower and you know to have a family that's accommodating of that to have a home gym in the house and so this is something that I think more and more Singaporeans are actually adopting where mm. they are converting one of the rooms in their houses in their HDBs into right. one of these um, home gyms and so um, occasionally on YouTube you will get to see um, these people presenting their homes and saying that hey this is how I built a home gym in my flat in Singapore right mm. and um, I recently saw one that was really well done um, for the previous videos that were available, they kind of didn't really live in this uh, these kind of houses that most Singaporeans live in. For example, they would live in like landed property mm. or they would live in like condominiums, more expensive houses that the average Singaporean doesn't live in. So And mm. so when they showed us their home gym, it wasn't that relatable. But recently I just saw one that he actually did it in his HDB room. So it was really small, had minimal kind of things, but it had enough things that it worked for right. him and his wife, right? But I think one thing that I would like to bring up is that for Singapore public housing, I don't know whether this is true of private housing on the ground floor or those kind of like where it's your own land. Mm-hmm. But for at the very least, for public housing, the there is actually a weight limit oh. for um, whatever it is that you have in your house and in your room. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's for safety reasons and also for kind of like uh, so as not to disturb your neighbors. So to be, to be what do you call that? To be neighborly, right? Mm-hmm. To be... Um, to be considerate of your neighbors. Right. And so the weight limit is actually 150 kg per meter square, which is like 400, three, three, 400 pounds per meter square. Okay. And so that kind of got me thinking, hey, you know, if you got a rack in, that's like uh, 50 to 100 kg. Mm-hmm. You're doing your weight, it's like 20 kg. You yourself are like, well, let's say 50. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was like 10, 10 million years ago, right? 50 yeah. kg. And so you would, I think, um, by the rule of law in Singapore, you actually would not be able to do 
that heavy of a weight even if you had a home gym in Singapore so I think that's definitely something to take into account as well if you go to the gym and you lift 150kg uh, for your squats or something mm-hmm. like that that's legally that's not something that you would be able to do uh, in your home gym in Singapore right yeah I think like deadlifts and like bars and all that they're probably a little bit too much for your room um, maybe like dumbbells are still fine uh, free weights are probably okay uh let me think. What's the heaviest thing you could probably have in your room without collapsing the floor? <laughs> Maybe a machine? Uh, you mean, yeah. Yeah, like machines would be fine, but I don't think you'll be doing any deadlifting or, or like bench pressing in your room anytime soon. I mean, as long as it's below a certain weight, like you could still, be- you could still deadlift like 60 kg, for example. Yeah, but I mean, for how long, right? I mean, if you're going to buy a 60 you could deadlift kg... A- you could deadlift, deadlift your, your wife or deadlift <laughs> your brother or your sister or something like that as long as they're below 60kg yeah. yeah a cow works as long as below 60kg yeah yeah and a cow like gets heavier every day so you'll be like deadlifting a little bit more <laughs> until one day the cow is like 150kg and they take up a meter square and you're like sorry cow gotta let you go gotta HTV let doesn't you go. unless they get bigger than a meter square they take up two meter squares then it'll be fine oh right 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 <laughs> the, the, the how, how to how to get around the loophole right yeah yeah, how, yeah. so I how to get I think I was reading um, recently. I say recently, but it could have been like months back already, right? So there was this it could have been like a year ago. <laughs> it could have been like a year ago, yeah. So there's this guy who like kind of set up his home gym in a public corridor in the HDB flat. So like the, the, oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the older HDB flats, they have like a lot of like common areas, right? So this guy like just sort of like put his equipment there and then he was using it as a gym, right? So the thing about HDB is that nobody really like goes around and catches these kind of things until somebody complains on you. <laughs> So being neighborly yep. is very important. <laughs> As you were alluding to earlier, right? So don't like drop the weights on the floor. Don't like grunt, scream and do whatever things at odd hours of the day. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So so uh, I think to, to put it in the context for listeners, I guess a picture would tell a thousand words, but we don't have a picture here. So I'm just going to say a thousand words. So uh, there was, so in the HB we have the public corridors and this guy had a, literally an entire gym worth of equipment in the public corridor. So his house is like one of the maybe four to six houses in the lift landing. And <laughs> all his gym equipment was there. He had a full rack, he had the weights, he had the dumbbells, he had the bench. And I, I have no idea, you know, you're not really supposed to use up that space because it's public space. And mm-hmm. he's, I mean, it would have taken some time to get all the equipment there. It's for probably sure. been there for a while. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, uh, but... For many years, I guess he maybe had a good relationship with his neighbors, and mm-hmm. so none of them complained. But uh, recently, maybe a couple of months back, uh, somebody actually did complain, and so the authorities actually went to get him to remove it. I have no idea where he's going to put all these things. Um, aside from that, you know, other considerations. I'm surprised the rain hasn't damaged all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm surprised that nobody. I'm surprised that nobody took it away, or at least I. I don't think anybody stole some of his stuff because it was literally right out there in the open. Yeah, it was right. So it it it, it kind of boggles the mind, right? How people dare to do these kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> like they put like it was a, <laughs> it was a, it was a law article for sure. <laughs> yeah, so they they like sing like. I don't know, like uh, how much does that equipment probably cost? Like maybe upwards of ten thousand dollars. Thousands. Yeah, and he just yeah. leaves it in the public corridor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe it's because maybe he puts a picture of himself at the lift landing and says mm. like this: all these things belong to me. Oh, maybe. And because he's so buff, people are like, let's not mess with this guy and steal his stuff because <laughs> he's gonna come after you and we're gonna die, right? <laughs> maybe yeah, but th- I guess that speaks a little bit about the security of Singapore, right? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit, just a little bit, but yeah. 
Isn't it cool? Wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's the right. I don't think that's the right story to to boast about the security of Singapore. Uh, okay, but you know, just some uh some final uh kind of comparisons for this um weight limit in Singapore housing, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, two points. One is that I was thinking, oh, 150 kilograms per per meter square. Mm. That's actually pretty heavy, right? Yep. And so I guess I do kind of understand the weight limit, but at the same time, I suspect that it could go a little bit more than that. Because oh, yeah, for sure. I was thinking, yeah, because I was thinking, oh, okay, let's imagine that the rack, the 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 equipment is 150 kg. Mm-hmm. How in the world are they going to get it up to your 10th floor of apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Then I realized that lifts, lift capacities are like seven, six, 700 kg, 1,000 kg. Yeah. And so the lift in a building will have no problem getting your equipment up to you and they could get things up to you that are much heavier than... 150 kilograms. That's true. That is true. Yeah. I mean, they take like 10, 15 people who are each like 70, mm. 60 kilograms on average. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I never really right? stopped to consider that. And so you would, <laughs> and so you would think that, that the housing, the, the, the floor can actually take more than the lift, right? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I could be wrong. Mm. I could be wrong. Then again, if you're an engineer, housing. please email us at <laughs> if you're an engineer, please email us at the semi consumer podcast at gmail.com. Uh the second the second thing that I'll point out for this point is that uh apparently one of the more common uses, uh one of the more uh common reasons that people flout this rule or that people kind of like point out this rule, mm-hmm. uh flag out this rule for concern, is that a lot of people have fish tanks in their mm, houses yep. that amount to more than 150 kilograms per meter square yep yep well I don't know water is heavy right <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> <laughs> but I think when they, so, when, so, they when they talk about 150 yeah. kg per meter square I think they kind of average it out right it's not like that hundred that, that one meter square can only take 150 kg I think it's more of like an average out kind of thing so it could it could conceivably go up to 500 kg per meter square I don't know um, engineers send us an email or it could not uh, because you know like in living rooms True. generally you have like you have a sofa and then you have like lots of space in front and then you have the TV right? and then you have three people sitting on the sofa <laughs> wanting to more than 150 yeah that's already more than 150 kg, kg already. It, if I sat on a sofa it would already be more than 150 kg <laughs> 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 but yeah so I don't know I, I guess it's more of like a like a average number I guess so, like, if you think about your room, right, if your room is, like, 10 meters square, you could probably put, like, 1,500 kg of stuff in there and it would be fine. I, I don't think HDB buildings are so shoddily built. Um, maybe I shouldn't be saying I that. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Okay, but anyway, you know, uh, apparently this rule is, I mean, it's a general rule, mm-hmm. but I guess uh, they could actually review it on a case-by-case basis mm. to see whether your, your request is legitimate and they could allow it. Uh, I'm not sure what, they could allow it up to in mm-hmm. terms of the capacity, but I think that's something that I would definitely be interested to find out. Uh, the, the 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 last point is that, you know, you said water is heavy. You know, human bodies are 70% made of water. And so <laughs> if you ever needed to justify your weight uh, to somebody who was calling mm-hmm. you a chonky boy, mm-hmm. you could tell them that uh, water is heavy and I'm made yeah. of 70% water. Water is heavy. I'm just made of more water <laughs> than you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay the the last the last point the, the last thing we're going to talk about uh, in terms of the economics of home dreams is with regards to space mm. and so I guess just to put the context for this is that um, when you do your barbell which is the bar uh, weights right mm. not the dumbbell the full bar mm. 
and the full Olympic bar is 20 kilograms mm-hmm. and it's actually 2.2 meters long. Yikes. Yikes. And so when you compare that to the, the size of, you know, your average uh, average HDB flat, mm-hmm. um, 2.2 meters is going to take up like basically your entire room. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the, the, the length wise. And so uh, I was actually looking at possibly getting a bar for my own room are you serious and so i was yeah and so i was curious because humans aren't really good at estimating things right mm-hmm. and I, I took a, i took a tape and i went to measure my room and surprisingly the length of my room is actually longer than 2.2 meters it's about at the very least 2.6 to 3 meters mm-hmm. which is something that i did not expect but then i mean so i guess if you really wanted to you could fit it you just need to make sure in terms of the planning and in terms of um, where you're putting your stuff you gotta make sure that whatever you lift the bar or everything else that you fit in it doesn't kind of hit yeah, other things. the walls because yeah. all this equipment is heavy right and mm. you're gonna damage something if you do hit it um, I, I don't know is, is it really the best idea to to have a bar in your room <laughs> I don't think it's really a, I mean 20kg bar is still kind of manageable right but once you start adding weights to it like when you do a deadlift like after a certain weight, no matter how softly you drop it on the floor, it's gonna like womp. It's gonna be like womp. So your neighbor's gonna feel it. True, right? true. Yeah, your neighbor's gonna feel it. So I don't know. Um whether it's the best idea to be doing bars in your room, like doing deadlifts or doing squats or anything, uh, maybe not 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 the best idea. Um But yeah, when you're talking about space, uh, I mean space is really uh something that's very precious, I feel, in Singapore. Like the houses are getting smaller and smaller. Um, the newer ones especially so if you are lucky enough to live in one of those older HDB flats that are like freaking huge I mean like just knock yourself out man just do whatever you want mm. some some of the old HDBs even have like balconies and stuff like that right uh, although I would be a little bit cautious about doing <laughs> about doing deadlifts in the balcony I don't know the balcony just feels like <laughs> the most precarious part of the house right it's like hanging off it the does, side <laughs> if you drop it a little bit too hard the whole balcony might just crack off the building and <laughs> go down but yeah I don't know uh Space, I mean, it's one thing if you live in a landed property, right? Or if you live in a big house. If you live in a small house, um, I don't know. The bar is huge. It is big. 2.2 meters, that's just the mm. length. Like, I think we have to consider, like, at the gym, right? Because it's, like, a lot of space. When you move the bar, you bring the bar, and then you walk around. <laughs> it feels like, okay, that's fine because it's a lot of space, right? But in your room, it's going to be, like, your desk. It's going to be, like, your bed. It's going to be your chair. You're gonna have, be like destroying stuff. Yeah, you're gonna have a left, lot of right, problem. and center. Yeah, okay. I can imagine you having a lot of problem, like turning, just turning around ninety degrees. You're gonna hit everything. You're gonna break your window. You're gonna poke a hole through your door. That kind of thing. So <laughs> you could, uh, you could ward off uh, invaders in with it. Oh yeah, you could, <laughs> you could. But it's a twenty kg barbell without weights. <laughs> How fast can you go? <laughs> so, so with regards to kind of uh, the disturbance, I guess, mm. uh, of the building structure, right? Yeah. I actually have a story to tell. So in secondary school, uh, which is like a high school in other countries, right, mm. in the Western countries, um, we had one of these... Um, so we, we do have a school and we have a large school. Right. And some of the buildings in the school are newer than others mm. because they kind of construct uh, over the years, right, right? right? So maybe one building came up in the 1950s and another building came up in the 1970s, which is newer, right? And so we we had... Um, there was once when there was something going on with our old classroom and so we had to move. And we moved to one of the older buildings mm-hmm. in, the, in the school, right? right? And we were on the third floor and um, the building structure felt 
kind of flimsy. And the reason why I say that is because, um, you know, it was a boys' school, and boys being boys, you know, you do a lot of roughhousing, you you mm-hmm. hit stuff, you kind of like knock into stuff here and there, you kind of like tussle, uh, what do you call that, um, banter and and tussle with each other, right? <laughs> WWE style. And so, I had I had classmates. Uh, basically, my my two heaviest classmates. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, two of the heaviest classmates. And so maybe at that point, they were around, you know, 70 kg uh, to 90 kg, that kind of range, mm. which is pretty large for high school boys, mm-hmm. right? I mean, for uh, adults, you could find adults which are larger than that. But uh, mm. for high school boys, it's pretty pretty large. I, I'm <laughs> casually not mentioning who <laughs> might be heavier than that, but... <laughs> okay, but so we have two high school boys, 70 to 90 kg, which yep. is large for high school boys, right? And so... I can't remember the context, but there was one day as part of something, they decided to kind of like jump and stamp the building. What? So I think I think it started off as like, for some reason, one of them just like did a jump, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them jumped, they landed hard on the building, the third floor classroom. Yeah. And the entire building shook. Oh my goodness. This was like a three-story building and it was about, you know, three corridors worth of buildings. That means right. like, uh, yeah, it was like a long corridor building and it's like one standalone building with three floors, right? Mm, mm. And the entire building shook. Oh my goodness. And so the other guy, the second guy was like, wait a minute, did the building just shake? <laughs> Let's jump together. And being, high oh school, and being high school boys, they decided to experiment. Oh so the second God. guy started jumping up, landing down, and the entire building shook again. Oh my goodness. And so this happened for about a good six, seven times between the two of them alternating Ugh. between shaking the entire building Ugh. until there was a knock at the door oh and a teacher God. walked in and she was like, guys, what are y'all doing? Because the entire building is shaking. This teacher was not teaching a class on the third floor. She was teaching a class on the second floor. Oh my God. <laughs> And so she was like, guys, I don't know what you are doing to shake the entire building, but stop that. <laughs> okay, so she left. Um, my two classmates promptly uh, stopped jumping, right? Right. But, but we had proven the conclusion that their jumping led to the entire building shaking and it was not an earthquake. Oh my God. And so um, we, we had a sister class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, full of guys, but it was just like one of our sister brother class. Brother class. Huh? Um, yeah, brother class. And this brother class was on the second floor of the building. Right. And so when we met some of our friends from that class later, you know, I think it was like a couple of days later. Right. They were like, guys, were you guys responsible for the entire building <laughs> shaking the other day? Oh my God. <laughs> and, and my friends were like, yep, yep. Proudly, yeah. Proudly, yeah. So, um, so um, they are, they are um, of uh, lesser weight then some people did live. So I guess, uh, you know, you do have to be careful about your yeah. building's construction and whether you're affecting your neighbors. Because uh, <laughs> if you are a slightly chunky um, high school boy and your building is slightly old or maybe it doesn't, uh, it's not super sturdy construction, mm-hmm. uh, you do have to be careful about that. Yeah, yeah, that is very interesting. Because I know you went to a private school <laughs> and they should have money to do these it's things like, properly. <laughs> is that considered a private school? I don't know. But anyway, that school, you know, it's it's a very old school. So mm. some of the buildings are pretty old, you know. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Huh. Such a crappy school. 
<laughs> do you have uh, do you have any last comments with regards to the economics of home gyms? I mean, I guess it's it's not that simple. You do have to consider certain things. You know, your time, your space. I mean, in terms of the three factors that we talked about, price, space, and convenience, mm. there are definitely other things as well. Uh, yeah. In terms of time, in terms of whether your wife or your husband or your partner or your family kind of allows it, mm. and whether you can afford you know, an actual room because it's not going to be something that you're going to place in the middle of your living room and yeah. certainly not something that you should be placing on the common corridor <laughs> outside your house. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Even man. if you do, don't say you got the idea from us, huh? Yeah, stop it. Get some help. <laughs> be a good be a good neighbor. Yeah, be a good neighbor. Be, Don't let them complain about good you. Neighbor. <laughs> or at least uh, you know, not not about these kind of stupid things. Yeah, yeah. Not about these kind of stupid things, man. No. Yeah, let it be something for something more worth it, like walking around naked in your own house. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. Don't I didn't say that. Yep, yep, you did not say that. I didn't hear you. Nothing nothing was heard. <laughs> Yeah, but but I do think um I mean if it is a routine for you, you've done it every day for the past ten years and you foresee yourself doing it every day for the next ten years, then sure, go ahead. I mean it's really up to the individual, but there are there are a lot of factors to consider as you've as you've um, proposed, as you've brought up, as you've mentioned. But yeah. So I mean <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it is it is uh not not as simple a decision as you, you might think. I mean of course if you have a big house, you have a lot of money and then, then it doesn't really become a, a much of a decision for then you, these, right? These considerations don't really uh, affect you that much. Yeah, right? yeah. So I mean, I guess in essence, money can buy happiness. And with that, <laughs> that's my last comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we were going to do an episode on that, and you kind of uh, spoiled the ending for that. Oh man, shit! I did no, it out. But you know, on the topic of money can buy happiness, you know, every time I eat one of my favorite foods or like mm-hmm. I eat something knew that's really good mm-hmm. I always say whoever said that money can't buy happiness was a lie yeah it is a lie was a liar it is a lie because this this uh, plate of noodles cost me like three dollars and I'm happy <laughs> yeah it is a lie money can buy happiness <laughs> so uh, it's like uh, it's like this is the reason why all those people cry in their Lamborghinis right mm, yes definitely definitely yeah, and the saying that everyone has 24 hours in the day is also kind of like, yeah, yeah. You have 24 hours in the day, well, sure, but some people have the luxury of taking helicopters while you have to take the train. <laughs> so that's half an hour compared to three hours on the train, let's say. So, yeah. Okay, anyway, that, that that's kind just, of like unrelated no, but, to whatever. But I don't... I don't think anybody's going to take uh, their private helicopter to a public gym. Well, so you can't, you kind of can't compare to that. They're they're, well, they're gonna have their own gym, man. Well, yeah, this yeah, I guess that's true. They probably have their own gym. <laughs> yeah, so so you when could, they say you could it, have a mm. you could have a gym in a helicopter. Oh, you could. Oh shit, that would be awesome. <laughs> Imagine doing a deadlift on a helicopter. Hundred twenty kg. Boom. Oh shit. <laughs> We're going down, boys. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So so I guess um yeah. So we're talking about everyone has twenty four hours a day, right? Like if you if you spend if you have a personal gym, and if you had to go to a gym that's like an hour round trip away, so that's already one hour less than the day that you have than the other guy, kind of right. Yeah, yeah. But I guess then you know, you know, going back to time and going back to consumption, you know, I guess this is one of the things that we have to be smart about mm. because like, I I mean, but I mean, it's not going to be something that we know until we actually try it out for ourselves. Yep. But for you know, for you, uh, after signing up for the gym membership, forty minutes away. Then you start to realize that maybe that portionness, that um, additional value add of the gym that you bought, 
may not be as worth it to you as the convenience of the gym opposite your house, which yeah. is it. Obviously, the equipment is not as good. Uh, maybe it's not as spacious. The facilities are not as nice as the one that you actually paid for. But it might actually be something of worth to you because that's all you really need. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I say try everything once, and then you know what you like and what you don't like. That could be a savvy consumer slogan. <laughs> Try everything once. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to say that that's a universal piece of advice. So mm. take that with a grain of salt and use your own <laughs> discretion when applying that. Oh yes, please. There do. are obvious. There are obvious exceptions to trying things once. I I don't really have a good example to share, but I'm sure there are. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. Like get eaten by a shark. No, don't try that. <laughs> I said, don't try <laughs> that. You, I, I can foresee the headlines now. <laughs> guy, guy, man, man writes bucket list. Uh, get eaten by shark. Oh, dies. That, that would be the last dies item, up, right? Man dies after completing bucket list, but checks off the, <laughs> checks off the box. Bitten by a shark. Oh my goodness. Oh, like a uh, man, man dies, uh, dies happy after fulfilling only item on bucket list, and then the the subheading of the subheading of the news article is the the, the, the only item on the bucket list. No, no man, the only <laughs> item on that bucket list was to get eaten by a shark. Oh man, it's like one of those. It's like one of those uh, headlines that you think is a joke, but it's really not. But it's really not. Like it's, when, it's really not. But a it's joke. really not. It's really not. <laughs> Good times. And then it's it's one of those where you kind of feel bad. Uh, you you look at the article and you you laugh. And you're not supposed to laugh because it's a tragic article, but and so you you, you laugh, but you feel bad for laughing at the article, but you there's really not no other reaction you could have. Mm-hmm. And then when someone is like, "Oh man, do you read the article? That's so tragic." You're trying to stifle your own laugh, and you're like, "Yeah, man, that's so sad, right?" <laughs> yeah, but but okay, you know, I I don't know whether this has actually been uh happened before. I hope it never happens. If you're listening to this, please don't be that guy who writes. Please don't be that guy. Eaten by a shark. Please do not be that guy. Please do not. Don't do it. Please, please do not. not okay, with it. that, we have come to the end of this episode. Thanks everyone for listening. If you like what you hear, give us a like and a follow on whatever podcast app you use. And also share the podcast with your family and friends. If you have any ideas or questions for us, uh, something you should try once, uh, email us at the savvy consumer podcast at gmail.com and we will be happy to respond to you on the podcast. Lastly, thanks to John for joining me for this episode and we will see you again next week. Bye. Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> say say bye-bye in Dutch. I have no idea. Dewey, Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not even a thing. Oh, it's Totzians. Totzins? Totzins. Wasn't it Doi? Yeah. Doi, Doi is bye. But when I type bye-bye, it becomes Totzins. Go away. Yeah. Okay. Context. Okay, that being said, um no no Dutch people were harmed in the making of this podcast. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Doi. <laughs>